This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Strategies for Stressful Times. In these lessons, Rick shares biblical wisdom for navigating difficult and stressful times so that you can experience God's peace and thrive in any situation. Now in just a bit, we're going to tell you how you can get a very special copy of Pastor Rick's number one selling book, The Purpose Driven Life, with a classic leather cover. As you journey through this book, you'll discover the purposes you were created for and begin living the life of significance you were meant to live. This is a limited time offer, so go to PastorRick.com right now to find out more or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called How to Be Happy No Matter What Happens. Anytime you react to the pain, pressures, problems, or people in your life from God's perspective than your own, it's gonna be a witness to unbelievers and it's gonna be an encouragement to believers. You know, when our youngest child, Matthew, died and took his life during a period of great mental illness. Kay and I noticed that both of these things happened with us because we saw God's perspective and we faced this horrible crisis in our lives with faith, not fear. And as a result, we were able to witness to millions of unbelievers for instance, being on the cover of People Magazine and doing a one-hour interview on CNN and a lot of other things. We were able to witness to millions of unbelievers and we were able to encourage, and even still today encouraging, many believers who are struggling with mental health issues in their family or personally or thoughts of suicide. So the first thing I do, if I want to always be happy, regardless of the circumstances, how to be happy in spite of whatever happens. I remember that God can bring good out of bad. Here's the second thing. I can be happy no matter what happens in my life if I choose to do this. Number two, never let others control my attitude. Never let others, either by their words or by their actions, control my attitude. They can't control you unless you allow them to control you by their words or by their actions. Now, while Paul was in prison, there were people uh, who criticized his ministry. While he's down, they're kicking him while he's down. They slandered Paul, they judged Paul, they criticized him. There were those who were his friends who supported his ministry. They were companions and friends. There were those who competed with his ministry while he's in prison, taking advantage that he's off out of circulation, and there were those who undermined his ministry. They actually attacked him and tried to destroy him while he was in prison. And in Philippians chapter one, the next couple of verses, verses 15, 16, and 17, Paul describes four kinds of people. Three of these four kinds of people are killjoys, and guess what? You're gonna have all four of these hope in your life. Hopefully you're gonna have companions, but there are critics, there are companions, there are competitors, and there are challengers you're gonna have all four of these in your life. And if you don't know how to deal with them, you're not gonna be happy much of your life. First in verse 15, Paul had critics. And he says this, it's true 
that some people preach Christ because they're jealous of us and they like to argue. They're jealous of us and they like to argue. You know, the word there, uh, eris in Greek means they love to argue. They love conflict. They enjoy creating controversy. These people hang out on social media. They're contentious. They're divisive. They're critical. They love conflict. They, they love to bait people into, into controversy. They're on social media all the time. They're, ever heard a preacher on the radio or the television like that? He baits everybody by being provocative and, and being critical of somebody else. Ever read a blogger or somebody in social media like that? Uh, notice that Paul says that critics' motives are often jealousy. And, and they want to have the influence you've got, and so they start trying to tear you down. Now, there are a few things in life that cause you to lose your happiness faster than criticism. I mean, we all want people to like us, okay? But here is an important principle you need to remember if you're going to be happy in life. You don't need other people's approval or permission to be happy. You don't need other people's approval to be happy. You don't need other people's permission to be happy. Happiness is a choice. You're happy as you choose to be. So he deals with critics in verse 15. Then in 16, he talks about his companions. Now, these are the good people. You want these people in your life. He says, other people preach from genuine goodwill, and they do so out of love, and they know that God has given me the work of defending the gospel. You want to have some friends in your life. You don't need a lot, but you need a couple really good friends. That's why we always talk about being in a small group. If you're not in a small group, you need to get in a small group. You need a group of companions who will help you through the tough times in your life. The small group I'm in right now, I've been in, I think, over 20 years. And it has helped me many times. They are a source of encouragement and happiness for me. In the next verse, Paul says, you know, you're going to have competitors in life. And he says this, other people preach Christ insincerely from a spirit of selfish ambition. He said, there are going to be people in your life, you're going to have competitors, people who want to compete with you. They're ego-driven. And one of the things they do, you can tell them that they're competitive, is they put down others in an attempt to make themselves look good. Now, let me just say this, whether you're a business person or you're a teenager or uh, you're a homemaker, whatever, competitors who are trying look like they're trying to compete with you over what your house looks like or what your job is or uh, who's your best friend at school. Competitors will rob your happiness if you let them. But you can't. Happiness is a choice. And then the second part of verse 17, he says there are challengers. There are people out there who really just don't like you. They're enemies. And he says, others want to stir up more trouble for me. What a thing. People actually want to stir up trouble for other people. Yeah, they do. And they find their value in creating trouble for other people. Uh, I heard about uh, somebody in a neighborhood once, and they said she's only happy when she's making trouble for the neighbors. Uh, he says, others just want to stir up more trouble for me and add pain while I'm in prison. Now, these are the troublemakers and the crazy makers of life. And you know what their primary tool is? Gossip, gossip. Gossip can ruin your happiness very quickly too, just like criticism can. Now, you're gonna have all four of these in your life, critics and you know companions and uh, the people who compete with you. And then they're these crazy makers, are, they're always just trying to tear you down. Now, regardless of the people in your life, people are the second killjoy in your life. 
Look at Paul's attitude. It's the next verse. Philippians chapter one, verse 18. And Paul says this, you know what other people do? All these four he just mentioned, what others do doesn't really matter. This is the Bible. What others do doesn't really matter. The important thing is that in every way, whether for right or wrong reasons, the message of Christ is being shared. So, circle this, I am happy. Circle that, I am happy and I will continue to be happy. Circle that. What is Paul modeling here? He's saying, I'm not gonna let anybody, whether it's a critic or a companion or a competitor or a crazy maker or it's an enemy, whatever, he says, I'm just not, I'm not gonna let anybody steal my happiness. Not only can pain not take it away, people can't take it away. Now, the fact is, the more blessed you are in life, the more you're gonna be attacked. Sometimes I'm asked by people about the people who criticize me. And my response is always, what is this? What other people think of me in no way controls what I think of them. And I don't have to worry about it. You know, a lot of times you're worried about what other people think. Let me tell you something, they're not thinking about you most of the time. They're thinking about themselves. So why worry about it? Philippians chapter one, verse 28, verse 28 in the same chapter says this, be fearless. Be fearless no matter who opposes you. It will be a sign to them of their downfall and that God is with you and that he's gonna save you. You know, I can identify with this. After Matthew died, uh, we were subjected, Kay and I, to the most vile uh, accusations and things and criticisms and armchair psychology. Uh, and people used Matthew's death to really try to harm us and they said some of the most mean-spirited thing, and yet we made it through, and then I, I actually, after we went through that gauntlet of months, six months of it, uh, I really thought, is that all you got? Is that the worst thing you can say? And I remember telling Kay one time after going through all of the criticism uh, after Matthew's death was to honestly, I said to her, Kay, honestly, I feel fearless. I feel like I've been through the worst possible situation and the worst criticisms and attacks you could imagine. And I'm still standing by God's grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I feel fearless. What more can they do? And it, it almost, it, it didn't completely cure me, but it almost cured me of caring about what other people think. Jesus said it like this. When he gave the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, he said, blessed are you, when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. He said, rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. In other words, don't worry, be happy. Now, Paul explains why you can be happy no matter what. In verse 29 and 30 of Philippians chapter one, he says this, for you have been given, you Christians, you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Did you know that's part of being a Christian? The privilege of trusting Christ, the privilege of suffering for Christ. We are in this fight together, the Bible says. You have seen me suffer, Paul's talking. You have seen me suffer for him. Remember, he's in prison as he's writing these words. You've seen me suffer for him in the past, and you know that I'm still in the midst 
of a great struggle, I'd say. What do I want to say on this second point summed up is this. If you live for the approval of other people, you get your happiness from the approval of other people, whether it's likes on your Facebook page or how many people give you a thumbs up on your Instagram or whatever. If you live for the approval of others, you will die by their disapproval. Okay, that's the wrong way to find happiness. You have to learn you don't need anybody else's approval to be happy. You are as happy as you choose to be. First Thessalonians 5.18, no matter what happens, that's the theme of this message, no matter what happens, always be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. Notice, this is God's will. You want to be in the center of God's will? Always be grateful and thankful, even no matter what happens, no matter what other people say, what other people do. Okay, now let's review. I've already given you two principles. You can be happy no matter what happens in your life if you choose to do two things. The first, remember that God can bring good out of anything. That's Romans 8, 28. And so you look at the situation with faith, not fear. Just start saying, God, help me to look at everything that happens in my life with faith, not fear. Look at problems, look at pain, look at people, look at pressure with faith, not fear. And then number two, never let what other people say or what other people do control your attitude. These are powerful. We could just stop right there. But Paul has two more keys to being happy in life no matter what happens. Third, number three, I can be happy no matter what happens if I choose to, write this down, trust God to always work things out. That's the third key. I must trust God to always work things out, whether it's pain or pressure or problems or people. This is the third faith factor in happiness. You're gonna either worry about what's happening in your life or you're gonna worship. You're gonna panic or you're going to pray. You're gonna have faith or you're gonna have fear. This is verse 19 in Philippians chapter one. He says this, I will continue to rejoice. Now circle again the word will if you're taking notes on the outline. That's a choice. It's a choice of the will, it's a decision. I will continue to rejoice, why? For I know that as you pray for me and as the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, all that happened will all turn out for my deliverance. Remember, he's writing this from prison. He has no physical evidence of this. This is a statement of faith, not of fear. Now, in that verse I just read, if you're looking at it still, Paul gives four sources of strength in tough times. I want you to circle these four sources. First, I have God's perspective on my problem. That helps me be happy. Notice it says, for I know, circle the word know. That's God's perspective. I know, I don't guess, I don't imagine, I don't hope, I don't think. I know I have God's perspective. I'm looking at my situation, the pain, the problems, the pressures, the people. I'm looking at it from God's point of view. I have God's perspective on my problem, I know. Second, I have people praying for me. Did you notice that's circle the word pray? You're praying for me. That's, that gives, makes me happy. Number three, I have the Holy Spirit helping me. It says, I've got the Spirit of God in me. 
And then number four, he says, I have the faith that God will work it out for good. Therefore, I choose to be happy. He says, I will. That's a choice. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you, or if God puts someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be glad you did. And be sure to let them know about Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment. But first, do you ever wonder if your life really matters or what on earth am I here for? Pastor Rick says God has a good plan and purpose for your life. And in his best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life, he lays out an easy-to-follow roadmap for your spiritual journey, a journey that will transform your life. As you go through this book, you'll discover that real meaning and significance come from understanding and fulfilling God's purpose for you here on earth, and how living out the purpose you were created for moves you beyond mere survival and success to a life of significance, the life you were meant to live. For a limited time, we're offering this timeless classic in a special leather edition featuring gold foil cover art and gilded pages. It's a great addition to your personal library, and it also makes a wonderful gift with eternal benefits. Get your special edition of The Purpose Driven Life with a beautiful leather cover today as a thank you for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world through daily hope. Quantities are very limited, so act quickly. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Hello, everybody. Today I want to share with you the story of Christine who wrote to me. She says she lost everything, but I want you to listen how God is working in her life now. Christine wrote this to me. Pastor Rick, Daily Hope has brought me out of some truly dark times. Three and a half years ago, my marriage of 13 years ended. My husband was an atheist, and I decided early on in our relationship that he would be my number one priority, not God. And for 13 years, I tolerated being lied to and cheated on and told that believing in God was stupid and foolish. And then he ended it all, and I was left alone with nothing. No friends, no home, no family. And as I was facing a new life on my own, a coworker recommended that I listen to the Daily Hope podcast. And after a few weeks of listening, I got up the nerve to return to church for the first time in over 13 years. It's been challenging starting my life all over again, and I still encounter obstacles almost daily, but I have also grown, and I've healed a lot over the last three years. Now, I continue to listen to the Daily Hope podcast, and I just purchased your book, A Purpose Driven Life. I've been going to church steadily, and I even sing now on our worship team. Had it not been for Daily Hope, I don't know if I would have ever returned to church or to God but I'm so glad that I did. Thank you, Daily Hope. Well, you know, thanks for writing, Christine. Your your story is a great reminder that God can use any 
pain in our lives to draw us closer to him if we'll give it to him. And then he can bring good even out of all the bad if we will just trust him. Now, you know, notice that Christine found out about Daily Hope and the podcast because a coworker shared it when she was facing dark days. It was just a simple act by a friend, simply forwarding a podcast that helped Christine start her journey back to God, and it helped her reconnect with the church family. What a simple step to make such a major change in someone's life. Can you think of somebody in pain right now that you could forward on the Daily Hope podcast to? Can you think of somebody who's suffering, somebody who is questioning, somebody who's in despair? Would you do that for a friend? Would you share daily hope with someone in your family or someone at work? I'd like you to just pray and ask God, say, God, show me the people around me that you want to know you. And show me the people that I should share daily hope with. If you do that, I am certain God will show you. He'll bring names and faces to mind. Just try it. God bless you. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.